The James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Salut. Comment ça va? Tout va bien? Très bien. Très bien. So give me your take. You, it's mostly 17s. So, you know, what, what are your thoughts about 2017 in general? Um, it starts with a season that was really interesting and uh, we were very surprised actually uh, because we had a lot of rain in 17 in the winter. And uh, I thought, uh, you know, simple, logical thing would have happened that uh, because of the water we got, we would have lots of vigor, big berries, uh, and, uh, and we would be maybe uh, struggling a bit. Actually, absolutely not. The berries were pretty small. Uh, the vigor was totally normal. We had to irrigate less. That is really good. But at the end, the wine uh, were surprisingly concentrated. Uh, flavorful. I checked uh, before coming all my uh, tannins uh, in color, and they are they are in a high range. So I thought the the, the very rainy winter would bring uh, dilution in a certain way, and uh, didn't at all. And uh, that, what was mind-boggling is the size of the berries with all this water. They were totally in range and not big at all. And uh, so at the end, we are very concentrated wine. Well, I like the, already the balance of your Sauvignon. Thank you. you know, for and 19, you know, uh, it really shows a very nice balance in 19. Thank you. That was as our uh, second vintage, yeah. So 19 was a, was an easier vintage, much easier than 17, right? Uh, 19, uh, I compare it a bit. Uh, so uh, in between, we are 18. That was really exceptional. Uh, I wouldn't see the difference in vintage for whites as you can see the effect, the, 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 um, the impact as much uh, for the white than for the reds. Uh, but 18 was really extraordinary. And 19, uh, mm-hmm. for, again, whites, I, I, you can pick, I pick a lot on definition of, of uh, testing, of course, and acidity is very important for, for Sauvignon. Mm-hmm. So again, the impact of Vintage for the white wine is a bit less. Uh, yeah, I remember you said that. Yeah. Okay, let, let's move on to the uh, Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 even more for the Napa uh, Valley Chardonnay, which is like around 75% Carneros. Carneros is much more buffered, I would say, that uh, than. Uh, uh, region of Napa that are much further from the water. The water is a buffer of, of temperature. And you have always, every year, we have, you have the fog, you have uh, this impact of the cool night. And uh, I think this Chardonnay has been very consistent through the years uh, because of, of this um, proximity of the water that defines really the, 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 the climate there. This one is defined by acidity, the terroir, the fruit, and uh, malolactic is kind of... Uh, uh, winemaking um, artifact to the wine, and uh, it's uh, I like also uh, buttery Chardonnay, but that's the definition of this wine is uh, really focused on showing the terroir and showing the fruit. So, and, and the acidity is very important to me, so that would drop the acidity. And I think the acidity is really part, uh, the one of the most important part of this wine. 
mm -hmm. the way it integrates with the wine. And uh, it I like what you say because it really has an acid um, in a good sense. The acid really frames the wine. It's almost like the acid's here, and then afterwards you go through the acid, then you find the fruit and everything else. And I think that that's, uh, very, that's more European style, let's say more Chablis style, uh, at Le Grand Cru Chablis, than let's say what we're used to for uh, Napa or particularly Carneros. So a really uh, interesting wine, really, I mean, fun wine with, you know, serious wine. So now we're going to try the Coombsville yep. 17. And you know, I have been a big fan uh, for many years and uh, we created this wine around five years ago, six years ago now, because I had, uh, I had beautiful Coombsville uh, fruit and uh, I thought that deserves to be, uh, to be a standalone. And uh, it's one of the, it's, it's the last appellation created in Napa. It, it may be one of the most distinctive actually uh, because of I this agree. southern part. And it always make very fresh, but very big and fresh. And uh, for me, you know, I like big wines, but the bigger, the more elegant it needs to be. And uh, yeah, nice. naturally. It always has a very distinct uh, quality that sort of, uh, more like Poyac, like we spoke in the past, mm -hmm. with the currants and blackberry, the blue fruits, and then tobacco, black tea. But I like the firmness to the wine, and Coombsville always has that. Okay, so now we're moving on to the Leap. Yep, the Leap represents uh, the more complete, I would say, expression of the vineyard, because we use uh, different blocks and uh, and uh, there is more component to the leap that there is component to the Audentia that is more even more focused on certain blocks and uh, so it's a very beautiful expression beautiful I shouldn't judge what I do but <laughs> uh, I love this expression of the vineyard that represent different part of the vineyard that bring different uh, the vineyard is small but we have different type of soils I find that it's very uh, aromatic uh, yeah. Uh, this wine and complex with sort of uh, incense and like this very perfumed character. Is that really from that particular place using the different terroirs or is it also some different wood use? Uh, I, I try to use the woods that are very respectful to the fruit. So I, I, I honestly think it comes more from the, from the fruit itself than, than the oak. Wow. Uh, the is uh, only, of course, French. And uh, uh, as I say all the time, I pay a fortune oak for not to show in the wine and not to impact too much. Uh, the goal of the oak is to bring up the fruit, not to deviate it in any, any direction. So uh, I, I, for me, it's a really the fruit expression. No, I really like the focus on the wine. And uh, it, particularly on the finish, it's very, some of the other 17s, the finish goes away a little bit. I don't want to say diluted, but, you know, in general, they sort of fade away. This one actually focuses on the finish. So very nicely done. Okay, so now we're into the uh, 12 falls. How is 12 falls different than, uh, stat, than the uh, leap? So, you know, some of the best cap, if not the best, or pretty the best, 
come from the estate. The best Merlot come from the estate and the Petit Trois and mind-boggling. So after a few years, at the beginning, I thought, I need to do a wine that represents all what we produce on the property together to show. And I realized, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're just what you do normally in Bordeaux. <laughs> yeah. I started, I started, I have to be honest, I started with the idea to put all this beautiful wine and to show as if we would make only one wine, like we do in Bordeaux, in the glass. So uh, it's, this wine has followed the percentage that is planted on the property every year. So it's why recently we added 5% of Petit Verdot and 5% of uh, Malbec because we have uh, added these varieties. So it represents uh, what the, the, the um, varieties percentage are planted in the, in the, in, in the estate. So there is Petit okay. Verdot. Component is uh, uh, Cabernet, or it was around um, uh, 55% of Cabernet. There is uh, around 30% of uh, uh, Petit Tura, 10% of Merlot, and 5 and 5 of uh, Petit Verdot and Malbec. It comes across like medium to full body. It's, it has a nice fruity balance to it, not really overdone. Mm. And there is around 30, 35% Petit Tura in it. So there is. Yeah. And you saw the caps coming from the property. They are pretty yeah. strong too. So, and there is Petit Verde also. So that's, uh, that's the thing. I think uh, this one, because of the acidity, the freshness, they don't show their shoulder first. They show the fun and the, and the elegancy first. This is what I hope. So now the Petit, or the petit Serra. Yeah, the old vines uh, field blend. Remind me, how old are the vines? Uh, the blog was planted in 1929. Wow. So yeah, it's a very simple wine because uh, Petit Chura is, uh, it's not, it's big and I don't macerate the, the Cabernet goes three to four weeks on skin. Uh, the Petit Chura is eight to 10 and it is one block, one tank and 25, around 30% went to, uh, to New York, American Oak. And uh, the wine is done. That there is minimal minimum touch from winemaking there because we do two pumping over a day. When fermentation is finished, everything is there. And I don't, I try not to over extract actually because we don't want to get rustic in the tannins. And uh, so yeah, it's uh, it is what it is. It's uh, it's uh, it's not a winemaking wine. It's really a, a terroir wine. I like it. It's very uh, unique for for Napa and has a very uh, like you said, old vine character to it with, and also the quality of the tannins. So beautiful wine. Thank okay, you. well, listen, Christophe, thank you very much uh, for the tasting okay. and hope to see you uh, in person next time. But anyways, it's a pleasure to discuss your wines and taste them together. Thank you very much. It will be a pleasure okay. because that would okay. mean nothing over. <laughs> Merci.